Everybody's more productive when you have a checklist. Your retirement checklist, coming up. Uncover retirement concepts you need to know. Welcome in to Your Powerful Legacy Radio with Christina Ping. Well, what Christina said is exactly right. Everybody is more productive with a checklist, and that's how we're opening the show with a retirement checklist and what we need to consider. It's your Powerful Legacy Radio. Christina Ping Kepperling is CEO of Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services, offices in Louisville and Lexington. And I believe, Christina, you just said the uh, you've made some expansions at your uh, Louisville office. Yes, added a few more and getting some uh additional advisors in there really exciting nice nice uh growing firm and uh they they do a great job working with people helping guide to retirement christina heading this team at powerful legacy insurance and financial services i like this christina we've got a checklist here and i think some really critical components on the list that do we need to make sure that everything is checked off before we retire uh, and the big one opens this up and then we'll talk about what comes under the umbrella of the importance of having a written plan Dave, you just would not believe the amount of people that come in and there is no written plan at all. As I'm out in the communities teaching these educational seminars, I ask the entire group, please raise your hand if you have a full written retirement plan. I've only seen maybe one or two ever in the last several years. This is just not something that is very common. Now, I've seen several books about portfolio reviews or whatever it may be, and there are all these fancy charts and graphs and everything looks great but guess what that's not a plan Mm-mm. a plan needs to include a holistic and comprehensive customized to your situation and circumstances the true goals for retirement that's what we're looking for this is going to have number one we're going to talk about all things retirement inside of the plan so social security timing should be included your required minimum distributions concerning taxes what is the decumulation with taxes going to look like? What about your risk tolerance and your risk exposure? And what about all of your investments in the way that they're going to decumulate? What are those capital gains or if they apply, how is that going to work? So much to consider. What about your Medicare, Medicare uh, supplements? All these items together. And that's just the plan to keep you retired. What about afterwards? What about all the legacy planning? So all of those things should be together in a written plan, holistic written plan. You know, the importance of having that definitely. And and that's where all these components, Christina mentioned, we'll dive a little deeper into these. And that's what makes up. That's what goes in that written plan. So let's start with a plan within a plan. Uh, In the written plan, a spending plan, a budget. This is probably the least favorite that everyone (laughs) (laughs) mentions. So one of the main things that you need to do is determine, is there a gap? Is there a gap that we need to fill? So what are those expenses that you have every single month. So think about this for just a moment. I'm not just talking about your food, your fuel, your electric. I'm talking about take those annual expenses, maybe taxes, insurance, um, some of those other items, add all of those things together, divide them out. What are those monthly expenses? Then what is the income that's coming in, your net income that's coming in? Is there a gap? What do we need to do to make sure and fill that gap? For some of you, your social security will cover this because you don't have a mortgage, your expenses are very small, no debt, no nothing, you're just living off just your regulatory social security and that's okay. For other people, your expenditures could be seven, ten thousand $10,000 a month and that's okay too. We just need to make sure that we fill that gap. And what are we feeding into that budget income that's created after the paycheck stops? So what are we looking at with streams of income, Christina? So first off, I did mention social security. That's probably going to be one of the largest pieces because it's normally 36 to 40% of the average retiree's income. So that's a really big piece of your retirement puzzle. We want to make sure and get the timing of that right. Then we also need to talk about what is going to happen when you turn off your regulatory income stream, your wages, your paycheck, and what type of residual income, passive income, or even pensions do you have available? Do we need to turn all of your retirement savings, like your 401k, into some type of an income stream. What does that look like for you? How much risk can you have? All those items. So inside of that income, we need to make sure that we fit all of the needs first. Folks, also while we're talking about the income, we need to account for a couple of really important things. For a lot of you with your income that you're going to be turning on, that is pre-tax money. 
So we need to include the taxation of that money. And we also need to talk about inflation and how that could affect your income in the future of retirement. Yeah, a lot to consider. A couple of other questions I have about proactive tax planning coming up. But just to mention, uh, Christina it can give you a, a look at your retirement checklist when you schedule with her. And any questions you have, 844-823-6387 to schedule uh, with Christina and the team. 844-823-6387. But healthcare first. You touched on that uh, briefly. What do we need to consider? Medicare decisions, uh, plans to cover out-of-pocket costs. What's involved here? Yes, this is crucial because your health is your wealth, right, Dave? I mean, we talk about this all the time. And uh, I've got a quote in my book from a wonderful physician. He had stated to me at one point, if you don't eat food like it's medicine, you'll eat medicine like it's food. (laughs) Well, for a lot of folks, if you are taking a lot of medications, the way that you structure your Medicare and Medicare supplements are going to determine a ton of your budget. I mean, this could be a budget buster. So we do have a Medicare specialist, uh, Jessica Durfee. She's fantastic, one of our powerful partners. And she helps people navigate this really crazy jungle of Medicare to make sure that you can see through the weeds and get to the other side and make sure you're going to have everything you need. I like that saying, if you don't eat your food as medicine, you'll eat your medicine as food. I think I need to do a little bit better job at that, eating well, the Well, none food of us get medicine. our nutrients, Dave. I mean, be kind to yeah. yourself, but I don't know about you all. If there was something in front of me that was a plate full of super-duper healthy vegetables, I'm going to love it and I'm going to eat it because mm-hmm. I went mostly vegetarian almost a year ago, and it's changed my life. I mean, I don't even look the same. I mean, my skin is real bright and healthy. My hair, my nails are healthy. Um, I did drop quite a bit of weight, just a super healthy different lifestyle but if you put a donut in front of me i'm also going to eat it (laughs) yeah but you know it's also don't we deserve a treat every now and then you know yes i did make a whole lifestyle change so once in a great while um i just ate a donut this morning that's why i said that (laughs) that's the first time i've ate a donut in probably gosh close to six months if not more i don't hardly touch a lot of sweets just not my thing did you, have you cut sugar back? I'm, I'm always curious, but I need to cut sugar out. And I've heard that makes a big difference if you can. I did. I did. I cut the white out. Um, have you heard that before? It's not like the stuff that, you know, you run across the paper to white out the ink. It's right. the white out. So you get rid of like those really starchy pieces. White like, bread. Um, you know, the rice, the bread, the um, potatoes, the white potatoes, sweet potatoes mm-hmm. are fine. And, you know, getting rid of the sugar those excess you know starchy carbohydrates so your body needs carbs but you just need to eat healthier ones so I found some alternatives and I also realized it's so weird um if you eat that stuff after you've had it out of your body for a while Mm -hmm. it's so toxic it makes you feel terrible (laughs) wow wow so okay it kind of keeps you off of it after yeah you're inspiring me i gotta look into getting a little bit better on that a little more discipline all right let's look at you mentioned tax planning and you know qualified versus non-qualified what are some proactive measures that we need to look at yes we're going to talk about your taxes so qualified is a qualified taxation that's the best way to put it qualified to pay taxes or to not pay taxes like traditional iras roth iras non-qualified is money that has already had the taxation paid on it it's not qualified inside of a tax qualified plan so you will have to pay taxes on the interest that you're earning so having that conversation about what kind of money it is folks you never want to mix those tax qualifications (laughs) ever right that's a big deal i've seen that mistake made um i've got a precious client i just adore her and she had like ninety two thousand dollars in an IRA and her bank talked her into moving it into a CD, which is just fine. I love CDs. They've had awesome rates for a while now, so no big deal there. And she loves CDs too. It made her feel nice and safe. That's good. So when she got to the bank and they were talking her into the CD, the lady at the bank told her, well, guess what? If you put just another few thousand dollars here, up to a hundred thousand, you get a jumbo CD and it's a better rate. So they pulled money out of her savings account, which was Mm. Mm non-qualified, and mixed it with that money. Oh, I see what you're saying about not mixing. Okay. Yes, a huge mess. So guess what that does? The IRS is saying, nope, 
okay, we're going to knock on your door. We're going to take those taxes because mm. you just oh. moved this over to a non-qualified account. Or and it nullified the rate, the better it rate. nullified then. the rate, yes. So actually, I'm going to tell you something, Dave. Um, I know I'm not a very big person <laughs> in stature, uh-huh. but boy, I've got a mean streak about me. Don't you pick on my widows and my <laughs> right. seniors because I went into that bank with my client and made them back that out and put them into their own account so she didn't have the tax consequence, and I wanted the entire paper trail of it, and I got the bank to write a letter that they made a mistake. Oh, That's the good. most important piece, and Looking we were able to give peeps. all that to the IRS, and she didn't have to pay the taxes, so... You, you really need to make sure that those things are in order. And that's what you get when you have a professional versus a non-professional. Um, are, are you in the major leagues or are you in the minor leagues? That's pretty much what that amounts to. And all of these, you know, banks, financial institutions, they don't do the holistic planning. They manage assets. They put them in securities. That's it. Banks have money markets, CDs, your uh, checking savings, obviously. And then, yeah, they can place them in securities, but they're not going to sit and do a, an entire holistic plan. They won't talk to you about taxes. That person at the bank didn't even know the difference. She just mixed the money all up like it was just making a cake. Good <laughs> <laughs> while, wow. Chris. But Christina's got your back. And uh, and actually, again, she'll go through this. We have some more on the checklist, and she'll go through all of this as it pertains to you. If you schedule with her, the opportunity is now to do that at no cost and no obligation. Yes, folks. Let me give you that number here. We're opening up the phone lines. It's 844 823 6387. You can also text the word powerful to that number, 844-823-6387. For those of you calling in, you're not calling into the radio show. You're calling into our call center. They're going to take your call. They can take your questions for us and uh, relay those to us if you need them. And if you'd like to leave a question for us for the radio show, we love that too. But you're going to get a human being. They're going to answer the phone, get your appointment set to come in and have a holistic review. Are you on track for your retirement? Yes or no. For some of you, this will be a second opinion and that's okay. We would love to see you. We'd love to give this to you. Please give us a call 844-823-6387. Let's get you set up today. And she's going to go over this. I mean, we've already covered the importance of having a written plan, a spending plan, uh, determining your income streams, looking at the health care decisions you'll need to make, and proactive tax planning, and a great warning from Christina on that, too, just to make sure you do it the right way. And we've got more to cover. But come and talk about your plan, your checklist, your overall retirement plan, and sit down with a licensed fiduciary. And that is Christina, eight. 844-823-6387, 844-823-6387. You can call in, you can text. If you do, that's the word powerful to 844-823-6387. Well, we will round out our checklist of items to consider on your road to retirement, along with tips and strategies to help you streamline the planning process. That's coming up on Your Powerful Legacy Radio. We're back into the retirement checklist and the things we need to check off of our list uh, just to make sure that we enter retirement the right way. Christina Ping Kepperling, CEO of Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services, and we're back at it on your Powerful Legacy Radio. Catch Christina on ABC 36 twice Saturdays, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. and the website yourpowerfullegacy.com. So next on our list is an inventory of our assets, which is something that you do uh, when they bring everything to the table. Even in that first meeting, what are they bringing to the table? (laughs) That is such a fun conversation to have, Dave. I get so many different things that come in. Um, (laughs) And probably in pillowcases and trash bags. (laughs) I've said this story to you before about the client that brought in a pillowcase full of unopened statements and just dumped them on my conference room table. That was before COVID, so it didn't freak me out. (laughs) But I just found the latest dated one and opened it up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank heaven you've saved because he had no idea how much money he had. He didn't care. He's like, oh, I retired last week. I just want to come in and get a retirement plan. (laughs) Good gracious. Was he a little scared to open things or what, what was, what, what was it? Why he just didn't want to deal with it. He just went uh-huh. ahead and got retired and he honestly thought, you know, you just bring it in and here you go. Um, get my plan together. I, I retired. I did my uh-huh. job. Wow. <laughs> He's that, a fantastic maybe, maybe client. Mo- I adore him. And that's, that's cool. And, and maybe most are a little more organized than that. <laughs> it didn't uh-huh. bother me at all because 
you know, Dave, I think that people have this misconception that you can only retire with X amount of dollars or at Mm -hmm. X age, whatever it is. Everyone's situation is completely different. And when we're talking about your actual assets, so that's what we need to know. What are your assets? What is going to be the income? We're going to get all the information right up front in that just initial intake, that initial needs analysis. And what we're talking about is where is your money? What kind of money is it? You know, again, tax qualified, non-qualified, what is that? And then we're going to talk about what it is that you need. Now, when we're talking about your actual inventory, the allocations, how are you allocated? What is that risk tolerance? How much exposure are you actually with inside of your current portfolio and how much are you able to be exposed with? A lot of times those things do not line up. We have a software that we use. We input everything that you currently have and it gives us a risk score. Then we actually do a test with you and see what is your actual risk score and where does that align? I've never seen it close. I mean, I've, I've not even seen it within 10 points of the same. So hmm. a lot of people are just not in alignment, which means you have too much or too little risk exposure. But we do have three buckets normally. So first off, we're going to have some growth bucket. This is where we're going to gamble a little bit more inside of the market. You know, you know that you have some time to gain that money back if you do lose some. We're going to have an income bucket. This is huge. You need to make sure that this bucket is full and it's never going to run out because you need that bucket. And then when we're talking about the last bucket, it's going to be what is that emergency bucket? Okay, so Mm -hmm. I know that we're talking about all these different ways that you can structure the retirement. We personally simplify it at Powerful Legacy to where it's so easy to understand that we do have a little tip, um, the rule of 100. So this comes into play when we're talking about that inventory, Dave. So Mm -hmm. you take your age and subtract it from 100. That's the percentage of your assets that should be put into safe investments. Okay. 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 So think about so that for if, just a moment. You're well, sixty. You said sixty percent should be safe. Yes. Is that how that works? Sixty percent should be safe. Correct. And then the rest could be exposed. And the older that you get, the less exposure that you have because you just don't have that time to gain it back if something was to take place. These rules are just a rule of thumb. You know, we have the rule of one hundred, the rule of twenty-five, the four percent rule, which is way outdated with inflation. Mm-hmm. So, right. all these different rules of when is the best. Let's talk about your rule, what's going to be best for you. That's what it's all about, what's best for you. It's a custom approach uh, that Christina takes, and you can get your questions answered, get a lot of insight into what your retirement could be if you schedule. You can come in at 844-823-6387. If you call in to schedule, 844-823-6387. Well, you've, you've touched on Social Security here when we were talking about income streams, but diving a little deeper into the decisions we need to make about how we claim. Yes, Dave. I've told this story before. Um, I've got a gentleman that came into my firm, and he had buzzed into the radio show and wanted to come in and have a consultation only about Social Security. He let me know right up front that his bestest buddy from college, who was his fraternity brother, is his financial advisor and he's not going to tell me anything about his finances. I said, okay, you know, whatever. And so we wanted to just talk about the timing of social security. Well, I'm not trying to be rude, but social security timing and all of your assets all go hand in hand. So this was kind of a tough one, but he's like, I just want that social security report. I want to make sure my buddy's right. You know, you you said it was free, whatever. Okay. I got you. So his buddy, his advisor told him file for social security at age 62 because it's not going to be there down the road. Okay. Hmm. Gotcha. That's a reason. Cool. So I ran the social security report and I had a couple additional questions. Number one was the gentleman still working. The answer was yes. He let me know he's a lawyer, makes over 200,000 a year and is going to work until he's 65 years old. That's his intention. Okay. That's a really big deal concerning social security timing. And so I ran the report let him see what the benefits were. And he's like, well, it doesn't look like it breaks even for quite some time. I'm just going to go ahead and collect early. And I said, well, hold up a minute. There's taxation on social security, number one, because you have income, but also there's an excess earnings limit under your full retirement age, your FRA, which for him was 67. So it would have taken one for every $2 off his social security benefit Mm -hmm. over $22,240. So guess what? He wouldn't even get a social security benefit because he makes $200,000. 
And that's a great problem to have. And I let him know. I said, sir, you make way too much money to talk about taking your Social Security. You're just going to throw the benefit down the toilet. Let's just put it off for a little bit until you're retired and you don't have that income. Mm-hmm. I think 65 is a, a great target because, you know, you're going to merge over into Medicare. All those other items can move at the same time. He's like, huh, I didn't know this. So I gave him the report and it had all that written about the excess earnings limit and mm-hmm. he took it back to his buddy. His buddy talked really yucky to him. Why did you go talk to somebody else? Why didn't you just listen to me? And he's like, hey, man, look, look, is this true? And his buddy got really mad at him and they didn't talk. Well, the next thing you know, he called back. I saw him on the schedule. He's our client now. Because oh, he realized, you know, yeah. hey, I was giving really crappy information. Wow. Yeah, about that. I mean, uh, because, well, even if he waited till full retirement age, if he could wait till then, with, with especially given his salary, then he can make whatever he wants to make. He can make $5 million a year. Oh, exactly. Well, his plan to retire at 65, I could completely see that because it was going to also follow in conjunction with the timing of getting their youngest one out of college and out of the house, off the insurance plan, all that, because they did have children a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And I do see that quite a bit. And, you know, (laughs) I've got a client who her own brother is a major advisor down in the state of Tennessee. And her brother called me, hey, what are you going to do? What's your idea here? Why, you know, why would she move this over? And he's like, I really like this. This is great. Hey, I'm going to retire. When I sell my firm, will you go ahead and take care of that too? So it's nothing to do with the buddy system. This is your money, not your buddy's money. Make sure right. it's what's best for you. It's your money, not your family's money. Same difference. So what's best for you is what matters. Checking off the items. And I, I just want to make sure that we get these two in looking at, well, life insurance, maybe insurance um, changes or considerations overall to check off the list and uh, looking at what should we look at doing now for because of longevity for the possible need of long term care later. Yes, Dave, health situations are probably the number one thing that I see that completely derails retirement plans. Oh, my goodness. They can just be so devastating. So we definitely want to plan. What if the worst comes? That's going to come with legacy planning, wills, trust, long-term care, life insurance, all the above. Sometimes people actually use life insurance inside of their legacy planning to take care of some estate taxes. That's something I've been seeing quite a bit of lately that we um, put in their strategy overall. But when we're talking about life insurance itself, do you still need life insurance after you're retired? Sometimes. It depends on the situation, but not always. Please don't buy brand new life insurance when you're retired without talking to a professional about why it's needed. I'm seeing a lot of that. There's a group in Lexington. They also have an office in Louisville. And I think I'm going to get my dog to go poop on their porch because they are just not doing the right thing. Dave, no kidding. They wrote a giant million-dollar life insurance policy. I'm sorry. I I know that was really mean. But they wrote a big million-dollar life insurance policy on a widow who is 71 years old has significant assets, does not need life insurance, and no dependents. Wow. What the heck are you doing? What They charged the a bunch of commission is what they did. The wrong thing. Well, maybe if they looked at life insurance like the hybrid policies that could help it, it, with her if she needed long-term care, would that be maybe a better option? No, because it wasn't available on the oh, policy it wasn't at available. all. It's just a strict okay. life on there. No oh, accelerated benefit, no nothing. So that it bothered me. I mean, it bothered me really badly. All right, Zeus, you got a job to do. That's right. Come on, Zeus. Let's go poop on the airport. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but but uh, there are, looking at long-term care, we're just about out of time here, about 30 seconds. There are some alternatives now. There are some alternatives to long-term care, yes. And remember, inside of that tax code 7702, if you need to know about that, let us know. You can build in critical, chronic, and terminal illness coverage. That's the new life insurance. Do you have new life insurance or old life insurance? Because they've changed. Just like cars used to have your crank windows, now most of them are power. Insurance updates, all financial products update, just like things continue to progress in every other aspect of life. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's. we've gone through the checklist. What's your checklist? What do you need to check off before you can say, hey, all right, let's hang this thing up. I'm ready to retire. Find out. Get a good look at when you can retire. It's very insightful, very informative, This and, and not in any way a sales or high-pressure event. This is the consultation with Christina. You can schedule, and you can do it now at no cost, no obligation. That's right, folks. Give us a text. Give us a call, 844-823-6387. 
We want to help you make sure that you are on track. If you need some adjustments, we'll let you know what those are most definitely. If you don't, we'll let you know, hey, you've got the green light. This is all fine. Let it sit tight. That happens pretty often as well. So sit down, have the conversation. Let's get together. Let's gather all your information to make the most of our time together and talk about your journey. And let's make sure you're on track for your retirement. 844-823-6387. Come in and go through your checklist and make sure you are ready. And uh, if you're not, if not, and Christina's going to be honest with you, if it looks like it may pay for you to work a little bit longer to get just in a stronger position, I mean, she's going to tell you that. She'll even act, and that's that financial red zone you're in, still working near retirement, act as a coach with you, working with you to help you get there in a stronger position. And, and at, at the same time, you can start formulating that plan. Uh, but get a look at it now. This is a no-obligation event. It's at no cost. And as Christina says, you're coming in to be told and not sold. 844-823-6387 to schedule. You can call in to get on the calendar, or you can text as well. They'll get back with you. Powerful if you text to 844-823-6387. Well, while you and your partner make a pair, your retirement savings may not be in sync It's possible you've built up steady savings and you're in good shape, but your partner may have very little saved, if anything at all. So we're going to cut into this and break it all down right after this. Well, the great Barrett Strong said in in a song uh, covered by many, including the Beatles, your loving gives me such a thrill, but your love don't pay my bills. I want money. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> spousal strategies here. Actually, in, we, we do look at that, but we're looking at this in a little bit different way. We're looking at how, I mean, it is a team effort if you're married. And not to say that one's not pulling their weight, but let's see how we can get a little bit stronger. Um, working together, We talk, Christina talks about the need for communication. So that's what we're into here now on Your Powerful Legacy Radio with Christina Ping Kepperling, her firm, Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services. And not to say that you have a formal meeting with your spouse with a gavel and someone taking minutes, but, you know, but to, to meet periodically just to, to a progress report, you know, see how we're doing, to try to boost our savings. <laughs> This is something that people do not want to do, Dave. I'm just telling you, this is the least favorite conversation between spouses is going to be money. You know, my oldest son just got married in 2023 and him and his little bride were given some really terrible information. So first off, let me be very specific. There is no one size fits most at all. Not concerning Mm -hmm. money, not concerning debt, not concerning savings. None of the above is one size fits most. We have all these little tips, you know, that we can have, but. They were given the advice that you put everything into one joint account, that's it, and you pay the bills out of it first, and then you talk about your savings, and just that way everybody can see, because you're one, you're one when you're married. Okay, um, this is not 1920-something, first off, Mm. and the number one argument that I see with people is going to be over money. Mm -hmm. That's the number one reason for divorce. Isn't that crazy? If you don't believe me, ask any divorce attorney. No, That's the number I've one heard reason it. They're arguing over money. But, you know, do you think it's because maybe, and, and both parties, this is not picking on men or women, it's both, can be guilty, uh, but it, that it builds up and then it explodes? Now, that goes back to having, again, not formal meetings, but regular communication. Yes, communication is key. Dave, that's one of my favorite things about watching people grow in their marriage and then watching them grow in their marriage in retirement because I watch people fall back in love again but communication is such a huge thing when you're in that daily mundane working you know yada yada just from day to day mm-hmm. it's really tough to sit down and say okay well we need to have a discussion about our spending habits our income our investments our savings what are we doing who's paying what bill whatever it may be that your agreement is you should have that agreement from the get-go You should have that conversation before you are married, move in together, whatever your situation is. When you decide to unite your lives or merge your lives, you should have that very very serious conversation. And then Mm -hmm. you should have a checkup on that because everyone's situation is completely different. Now, my husband and I practice that because we merged our lives later on, we've only been married for a few years. So because it was later on, I have my own account. 
he has his own account. We do have a joint account. So I never have to answer to him about what money I spend because I don't ask for anything. And likewise. Kind of like a bucketing strategy within your budget in a way. Exactly. The bucketing. And all the bills are paid. That's fine. That's nobody's business how anyone pays their bills unless you're having to talk about it and get something, you know, get that strategy lined out on your budget. But everyone does things different. Um, I've seen some couples that one pays all of the household bills. Then the other one pays for the extras, you know, like the groceries and the vacations and clothes and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's okay. It depends on how much money they make. I've seen some where they each put a percentage of what they earn into the joint account together. So a percentage is relative the way that they're thinking of it. And then it pays all of the bills because one may out earn another. So they're not actually taking away, you know, if you're saying we split the bills 50, 50, one makes a hundred thousand and one makes 50,000, that puts a strain on the one that makes a lot less. Yeah. So having the percentage rule that works really well for a lot of folks too. So having all of that completely transparent and then who pays for what when you go on vacation, whatever else you save together. Money is a game. You're on the same team. Get out there and play it well. Just have a great time. Make it fun. Games to me are fun. I mean, unless you're losing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But you want to have fun. So sit yeah. down, have that conversation about your financial goals. Communication is crucial. Well, it is. And uh, we're looking at spousal strategies in boosting savings and, and, and good budgeting and especially communication. In this segment of Your Powerful Legacy Radio, Christina Pink Kefferling would look forward to meeting you, whether you're single, married, whatever your situation. As she says, everybody deserves a retirement. 844-823-6387 to come in and uh, get a look at yours. 844-823-6387. What if one of the one spouse gets a raise, uh, what should be in, in the area of boosting savings? How should that be approached? So making the most of it um, right out of the gate. I like the 80-10-10. I think that's a great start. Okay, mm-hmm. so first off, 10% goes to God. That's the way that we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are offended on the radio, you know what, you can call my boss. Or I could go to their charity either way. You can go to their charity. Exactly. Wherever it is that your heart is, your soul is, that's where it should go there. That's number one, because that feeds you in every level. Mm-hmm. Number two, 10% goes to savings. That's right out of the gate. You earn the money. Why would you not pay for the things that are most important to you first? Mm-hmm. The last 80%, you need to divide that up and figure out how you're going to live on that. That's what you live on. So on the savings, this is savings for the future. So out of that 80%, it's good to try and save 15 to 20% of that aside for your emergency fund, your vacation fund, Christmas funds, new car fund, whatever it may be, and have those savings available. Now, there are some financial motivational speakers out there that talk about when you get a raise, put all of it inside of your retirement account. No, (laughs) you did Mm. not earn that raise to just save it for the future because what if you don't live? Keep yeah, it nice and you. balanced. Keep you got to live now too, right? Yes, you need to live now too. That's what you're working so hard for. I know if I got a raise, that means I might get to eat out maybe an extra one time a month or something, which is mm-hmm. a great treat for us because it's so expensive. And what do we do to make it beneficial for the future, but also enjoy it today? So that conversation is there. Some like to make contributions to your IRA or using all of your other retirement accounts. So remember, when you are married, your spousal IRA combination, you can contribute, even if only one spouse is working, you mm-hmm. can contribute up to the limit for both spouses. So that's $7,500 a year each. So now we're talking $15,000 a year. That's pretty awesome putting that into IRA. I, I do like Roth because, of course, it's going to grow tax-free in the future, but that's something that needs to be calculated. And then making sure that every retirement option is used between you and your spouse? Do you have something at work? Do you have your own uh, IRA arrangement? Um, (laughs) Your own IRA. Of course you do. An IRA is an individual Mm -hmm. retirement arrangement. A lot of people Mm. don't understand. They're not joint. (laughs) You can't do that because they're individual. So use all those options available. Use your savings. Maybe if you're still young, maybe start having a conversation with a professional about a 7702 as well. And back to communication, um, I would think that it, it would be good to just to do a review of your overall account balances. Like, again, communicating both together. 
Dave, you hit that nail on the head. I mean, just like you would have a checkup with your dentist or your physician, ever so simply check in with your spouse. Hey, let's see where we're at. Let's see how this goal is going. I've seen some people that actually have a retirement savings poster. <laughs> huh. Uh, like they're filling up the bucket like you've seen those thermometers with the Thermometer. Charities. Yeah, like no the, the United Way or something. So cute. Yes, I've seen that just one time before. And they mm-hmm. check in with each other every year. You know, where are we at? This is the goal. You know, of course, they filled it up real quick <laughs> because they were both 59 and a half years old. And they're like, can we retire? Uh, we don't have enough money. Christina said we need at least blank to be able to retire uh-huh. to live the same lifestyle that we want right now. I, I love that because it goes back to the checklist, something visual. It is. Yes, it is. And talking about this year by year, no matter where you're at in your life, you should be having that conversation about retirement. If you're out there and you're younger, you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and you feel like you shouldn't worry about saving for retirement because it's so far away. No, it's not. The days are long, but the years are very short, my friends. Mm -hmm. I promise you that one. (laughs) That's so true. That is so true. And I think, too, um, and again, you, you mentioned and you correctly that money is the culprit. Is it in most cases of divorce uh, that finances? It is. Yeah, yep, it is. You got to mend those disagreements. Normal. I mean, and yes, hard feelings. And I think it goes back to what something that I have noticed, too, is that it's when it builds up and then you go, look at all these last few months, how much money you spent. How guilty. do we mend disagreements? I mean, that's a really tough one right there. Um You know, we do a little bit of counseling in here. I have a referee jersey and a whistle for those of you that can't keep yourself in control. I'm just teasing. (laughs) You should, though, get that. Many of those disagreements, uh, sometimes you need a third party to really lay it out on the table. Um, I actually exposed some financial abuse in a relationship one time. This is real. Okay, I know there's a lot of, you know, nonsense all over right now, you know, that you should be responsible for people's triggers and all that nonsense. Okay, I was born in the 70s. That crap did not exist (laughs) when I was born. And I don't play that game. I'm not responsible for other people's feelings. I just try and love every human being and be kind to them. How they respond, that would be their issue. So if being nice to you triggers you, sorry about your life. That's really terrible. But one of the (laughs) things that... Mending disagreements financially, I did discover that this spouse was hoarding money to save for something that she wanted. Mm -hmm. And she was keeping her own spouse from even being able to eat lunch. I mean, that is financial abuse all day long. Wow. And when you control something and keep your spouse from being informed, that is also a form of that financial abuse. You don't want hard feelings. You do resentment. not want the hard feelings. Yes. And, and and I'm not trying to say like, you know, it's a it's a one two punch. Not that kind of abuse, but just like you're abusing your responsibility. Exactly. You're not you're not yeah. doing it correctly. If you're the CFO of your household, the one who makes most of the decisions or most of the transactions, lately it's been women. If you're withholding that information from your spouse, you're you're abusing your position because you should be informing your spouse and you should be enjoying that communication. So a lot of times mending those disagreements is ever so simple as information and communication. That's the way that I like to put it on the table. Where are we at? What do we need to do to get things nice and comfortable at peace for both of you? What can I do to help? I'm usually going to see it within just a few minutes and help get that disagreement completely mended. And again, you know, watching these spouses fall in love again, because money can feel like a huge burden. If someone says money doesn't buy happiness, they're correct. It doesn't buy happiness, but it sure relieves a lot of stresses. Well, that's it. That's it. And and that's what we, the, and really the theme of every show here is in the terms of money and proper retirement planning to help. The goal is to help relieve the stress, let you enjoy your retirement. Let Christina go over this with you. 844-823-6387. Whether married or single, again, everybody deserves a good, properly structured retirement. 844-823-6387. You can text as well. Keyword powerful, 844-823-6387. Quick break and coming up, Christina answers listener questions.
yourpowerfullegacy.com is the website. Hey, that's a great way also to schedule with Christina. Come in, talk about your retirement, to have a question answered. And if you want to have a question answered on the show, just just say, as people do, hey, answer this one on the show. We'd like to hear your question. Be a part of the show. Just give us your talent so we can shout it out. Yourpowerfullegacy.com. The podcast is available there. Scroll through, read on the uh, description of each podcast. Listen at your leisure, listening on demand. The podcast at yourpowerfullegacy.com. And definitely click the retirement tax bill calculator. Let's start with a a question from Somerset. I've been a firefighter since I was 19. Now, I'm going to retire next year at the age of 49, so they got their 30 years in. At this young age, short of getting another job, how can I supplement my pension? Okay, so this is very common because our um, hazardous duty folks that have to retire early, Mm -hmm. this is our police officers, firefighters, uh, some of the governmental workers, and then also some in the military as well. So... I know you retire early at the young age, get another job, enjoy it. If you have other retirement savings and it's not going to be a huge tax hit, I mean, you're under 59 and a half years old. So you need really need to check on those taxes because that extra 10% penalty, that can be a really big deal. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, have a second wind, go back and double dip. I've seen a lot of that too. That's so young. You could start a whole new career. It is 49 years old. Gosh, I see people starting their careers in their mid fifties, just getting started. So that's Mm -hmm. okay too. get out there and enjoy. If you feel like you need to take a sabbatical for a while. And just take a little bit of a rest and get some things in order. Maybe your honeydew list is really long because you've been busy firefighting. Then maybe have a conversation with your spouse. Do you have enough in savings if you do have a spouse? And talk about that. Are you able to just take a break for a little while and then mm-hmm. maybe go back to work? Or maybe you don't need to at all if you have enough savings. That's what I, I always thought about. Um, you know, in, in many ways, I look back and say, why didn't I go into the military and put 20 years in, retire from the military at 38 and then be so uh, young enough to start an entirely new career at that age. Uh, it seems like a good way to go for many, as is this. I'm very envious. They've got a lot of options available. Uh, here's one from Harrodsburg. I have a meeting scheduled with you next week. I wanted to see if it would be okay to bring along my 18-year-old son, who is heading off to college in a few months. Thanks, and I appreciate what you do. Well, that's pretty cool. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yes. And um, I'd love to actually meet with them, give them a copy of the retirement train as well. Let's start, let's start having some good financial habits and get ready to go off to college. Maybe I could be a little bit of an ally for you. Help him learn how to spend and save when he's in college. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, one of my colleagues was telling me that college has been murder on his credit card because (laughs) he said my son doesn't understand that the credit card is not never ending so he goes and gets gas and food and all these fun things with his friends next thing you know i get the big fat bill at the end of the Uh, month and he's like what i'm just living well (laughs) yeah yeah. someone else is putting that bill that's not real (laughs) that's not real at all and kids do not have a good healthy relationship with credit cards out of the gate so it's our parent it's our parental duty to teach them all about that so i'd love to see your son yes bring him in with you and it's also good for transparency in your household i think that kids should know exactly what's going on with your spending your savings all those items mm-hmm. i had my children writing checks when they were 10 11 years old to oh, teach wow. them about our household finances so they could yes. see this is what's coming in and this is what's going out quit asking for so much crap i can't afford it <laughs> you know I, that's smart it really is yes I, I think this is a great idea and i bet if she does bring her 18 year old son in you're going to talk to him about um, the power of compounding when it can work for you to start saving early you and bet. often. You bet. Yeah. I've got an amazing yeah. chart. Compounding interest is like an eighth wonder of the world, and I've got an amazing chart to show how that works. Oh uh, Yeah. Well, you know what? And uh, back to the visual. That will really help to see that, and especially when it comes to numbers and showing the power of compounding. Uh, when you can show it out through the years and make it visual. Thanks so much. And uh, so enjoy your, you will enjoy your meeting and give a little love to Zeus when you come in and bring your 18 year old. If you'd like to schedule with Christina, 844-823-6387. And you can uh, meet at one of the offices most convenient to you, Lexington or Louisville, 844-823-6387. Here's one from Evansville, Indiana. My mother has had long-term care insurance for years. 
Now, they've gone up on her premium yet again. Uh, they're, they're telling her that she has two options. One, cancel it. Two, take less coverage. She's 70 for crying out loud. What can she do? Yeah, this is a really tough one. So long-term care insurance is not the same as it used to be. Those policies that had unlimited coverage and the premiums were level don't even exist anymore. Most of them are increasing um, premiums and decreasing coverage. So yes, uh, as those premiums increase, you do generally need to take a little bit less coverage to be able to supplement for that. Eventually it comes down to a point where either you can't afford the coverage. That's that's just the tough one. Long-term care insurance, when it's purchased, it seems like it's very inexpensive. And when you look at the chart, you have all these great intentions of saying, oh, I can pay that. It's okay. Everything's fine. It's not. Once you're 70 and you have your bills the way that they are, <laughs> what can she do? Yeah, number one or number two, take less or she will have to cancel it. And she's just lost all that premium that she's paid. Mm. Unless there's a return of premium inside the policy. If it's increasing in premium, she probably does not have return of premium. Wow. So that seems like, I mean, that's terrible to think of that you just wasted all that money if you cancel it. It does. You know, Dave, people come into my firm all the time and say, I need to buy a long-term care insurance policy. Standalone long-term care insurance is very expensive. It's very limited on the aggregate amounts. And it's a lot of times, most of the time, use it or lose it. So if you don't use it, you lose all that money that you put in. The return of premiums, you're basically paying double for it just to get part of your money back. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. So having a professional decipher, what is the risk? Number one, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't shake it on our health. But what is the risk? The risk is 70% of people over the age of 65 will need some type of long-term care. So the risk is there. The average nursing home stay is 835 days. Well, are there other ways to protect your assets if you can't afford long-term care? Yes, is the answer. So we would start talking about that. Look at the options and alternatives. Uh, sorry about what your mom's going through, but if you'd like to come in, both of you, and schedule with Christina, talk more about this, look at options, 844-823-6387, 844-823-6387. Here's from Paris. I hear you talking about annuities, but my current advisor is not about annuities at all. Why the contradiction? Yeah, I've heard this on several occasions. So first off, sometimes advisors don't even have them. All they do is manage assets, manage the securities. That's it. That's okay. Maybe it's not truly an advisor because why would you not include an annuity if it's what's best for somebody? They're not best for everybody, but if it is what's best for somebody, most of the time looking for an income stream, safe money bucket, something like that is what most retirees are looking for. An annuity is a great place to have that. So why not? There are so many other advantages. You can actually put a little bit of income multiplier for long-term care protection in an annuity as well. Why do they not have it? <laughs> it is very simple. So advisors do not make a continual fee inside of an annuity unless that's the way that it's structured like variable annuities. Mm. Okay, so that's mm -hmm. pretty much what it boils down to. If you take a million dollars and put it into an annuity, the advisor's not going to make what they would make if they continue to manage that million dollars. Right. I hate to say that, but that's that's a lot of the reason why that choice is made. Because when I have people that go back and say, hey, you know, Christina said I need X amount in annuities, X amount in my managed account, and X amount over here in an emergency fund, maybe some money markets, maybe some CDs. So we've spread it out between several different buckets. Oh, yeah, we need to be doing some Roth conversions. Why didn't you talk to me about any of this? Oh, well, those annuities, they're a scam. They're just a big scam. Don't do that. But... Why, why is it a scam? And they can't answer the question. Well, I mean, it's, um, a pension is an annuity. Exactly. Social Security is an annuity. Mm -hmm. All an annuity is is a financial product, which is with an insurance company usually, not Social Security. And, you know, pensions are usually with an insurance company or they're self-funded. And they put money in over a period of time or a lump sum. Then you annuitize or get a stream of income eventually. That's it. They can be a great tool for legacy planning. A lot of people like that. They can be placed inside of a trust so it can protect mm -hmm. some of that income. A lot of really amazing things can happen with them. But if your current advisor doesn't like them at all, ask them why. It's your fiduciary responsibility when you're licensed to make sure that you 
do what's best for our clients. So if right, it may be in your spend, best interest, exactly. Why is it not best for everybody? That that should be a big red flag. If you're doing the same yeah. thing for everybody, you're Dairy Queen. You're only vanilla. You are <laughs> not practicing a fiduciary responsibility. And you know what? Why is such a great question. I and love just, those questions. I yeah. love questions, Dave. They always make me so happy because mm-hmm. I watch when people get the answer or when we're discovering the information for them, mm-hmm. they receive peace, which is what they're looking for. Peace is inside of information. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it reminds me, I had, I had a client that told me this, this is not my line, but said, you know, financial planning is like a cancer diagnosis. It's better to know what's coming than the unknown. That's true. You at least have the peace of knowing what is the plan, what's going to happen, even if it's not the most positive news, like cancer is not positive, but you at least have a plan, a diagnosis, you know what's going to take place. So that makes yeah. perfect sense to me. It, it makes a lot of sense. If you I do mean, not know, it, are you on track? Is this something that doesn't make sense to you? You do not have a full plan. Maybe you have some folks that are telling you that everything is in order, but they don't tell you why. So you need a second opinion. Give us a call. We do offer slots every week on the radio. It is our pleasure to give this to other people. If you want to know why we do this and how we do this, come in and ask me. I will happily tell you. Someone called into the show this last week, Dave, and came in and asked me. And they were like, huh, that's pretty simple. I like it. And Because you made it simple. You didn't overly complicate it. It is simple. And the why, it's just... It's very personal. The why we do it is very personal. Why it's not to make other advisors mad because they're charging, you know, four or $5,000 for these plans and they're charging by the hour, charging by the phone call, charging by the email. That's nonsense. Okay. Mm. We're not attorneys. I'm just teasing <laughs> a lot of attorney <laughs> clients. Nori, if you're listening to me, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> and uh, one of the things you just need to realize is this is a complimentary consultation. We're not going to sell you anything. I'm not going to offer you business in the consult either. If you ask for business, I'm still going to do diligence and make sure I'm what's best for you and you're what's best for me, that I can truly help you to the maximum ability that you truly need. Well, that was just a, a part that what you said, the, uh, that client of yours said that it's like a cancer diagnosis, your, your, your finances, because you need, it's better to know. And it is better to know. And that's one thing you can get, you'll get out of this consultation is a lot of insight into what your retirement could look like. And what are the best strategies in your best interest? 844-823-6387 to schedule. Call or text POWERFUL to 844-823-6387. Again, 844-823-6387. Catch Christine on ABC 36 Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. And every week on the radio, we'll see you next week for your powerful Legacy Radio. Investment advisory services offered through Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services. Christina Ping and her guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services. By contacting Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.